Advances in artificial intelligence, particularly generative AI, have been leading to increasing calls for regulation. And one place where those rules are beginning to take shape is in Europe. Rapid advances in artificial intelligence, such as OpenAI's ChatGPT, are complicating government's efforts to agree on laws governing the use of the technology. They are the first major steps to rein in artificial intelligence. It is adopted. Congratulations. The European Union's parliament today passing a draft law restricting AI, limiting the use of facial recognition software, and requiring AI companies to disclose more about the data behind their programs. The constitutional rights and privileges uh, of our own data and to be able to control our own personal data. How do we do that? How do we navigate among all the different industries, right? And every industry can be so very different. And they have their own underlying laws that already exist that need to be harmonized with what's coming out in the AI Act or whatever the U.S. might put out, right? So there's so much complexity in this area, which makes it very interesting and intriguing from just an intellectual point of view. But in the end, I think the big goal, right, is exciting because ultimately it's going to help us do all of the things that we have not been able to do for ourselves up to now. That's Jean Liu, Chief Privacy Officer at Nuance, talking about AI and how the legal industry is keeping pace with the fast-moving changes emerging from AI applications. While Microsoft and Nuance have been leaders in AI for years, the field is now developing at record speed. But it's also advancing with very few rules, guidelines, or guardrails, and a lot is at stake. In this episode of Think Big, Jean joins us along with Ali Keelick, who is Principal Corporate Counsel, to talk about the various legal and privacy concerns arising, especially in the healthcare industry, and how the AI Act, a proposed European law on AI, and the first AI law by a major regulator anywhere, aims to put some structure around this critical topic. Hi, Jean and Ali. Welcome to Think Big. Hi, Meredith. Great to be here. Hi, thank you very much for having us. So lots going on here. Every day there's a new headline about AI, a new use case. Some are amazing, some are bizarre, but all of it is dominating the news cycle now, increasingly capturing the attention of policymakers. I want to ask you, AI has been around for a long time. What has changed? Well, I think just overall, and I'll let Ali speak more to this, but I think overall the power of AI has become something of interest to the world. And once that happens, then policymakers have to move and have to do things. I think that everyone is starting to see the amazing benefits of AI. But of course, with that power does come uh, an ability to use it for not such good things. And so policymakers want to make sure that we are in fact doing good with AI. Well, I think in generally, um, these AI tools have been around for a while, and these use cases are not very new, but I think in general, like the society, the news has been reporting about AI, this emerging technology, which is suddenly accessible to everyone through the World Wide Web. And I think this triggered just discussion in society and has built somehow the pressure to policymakers and governments to 
determine and to find the right guardrails for for a policy for a regulation. And I think there was a pressure, especially after some news headlines last year about generative AI. And I think that's also the reason why generative AI and similar AI technologies has been added to the new AI Act proposal in last March, because this was initially not part of the discussions, but there was a pressure, there was an expectation of society that policymakers need to take some steps and to provide regulation. And I think this is like a more philosophical interplay between society and policymakers. And I think that's a background why suddenly AI got so an exciting topic for policymakers. Yeah, it's probably a really exciting time for you guys to be thinking about this. So I know you mentioned uh, generative AI. I just want to set level set a little bit. Can you explain what it is and why it's regulated differently? Yeah, sure. Um, generative AI is the ability for AI to uh, continuously learn with a data set that it's been given and also to produce its own uh, data. And I think it's a little bit different, certainly more recently, because how quickly the AI can, how quickly the AI is able to bring in that data and, and use it. So I think in the past, it uh, was a lot slower and it took more human intervention, whereas now it does not take as much, although it, it still does need a human in the loop. I don't know, Ali, if you feel differently. Yeah, and I entirely agree on that. I think what's new about the generative AI discussion is also that it's been along for a while, not too long, but I think the use cases suddenly, suddenly there were some considerations or in practice in real life, there were some use cases, especially if it comes uh, to minors or in education, you know, end users were using generative AI for broader daily life use cases. And this has resulted kind of in the discussion and also in the visibility of generative AI. And I think that makes generative AI so special apart from the fact that it is a really, really innovative and very progressive, uh, progressing technology. Um, and the specialty in the political and policymaker discussion is that it is, of course, a tool that can be used for several use cases. And I think that's the specialty beyond the technology, what makes it so interesting to talk about and to think about a society. And you mentioned the AI Act, and I think that's really what I want to talk a lot about today is, what is it? I know it's coming soon, but how how is it going to solve some of the issues or some of these philosophical um, conundrums that, that are brought up when we talk about generative AI? Yeah, I don't think the AI Act will necessarily solve everything, but I absolutely think it's a step in the right direction. Um, as with any new technology, you learn as you grow. And with generative AI, is it's the same thing. 
I think there were things that we've already learned that uh, people can do with these models out there in the world that uh, maybe wasn't originally contemplated. And so uh, I think there is partly a need for law and regulation, of course. But I also think that from a company perspective, we have internal standards and internal uh, ways of either rolling back or accelerating as we see and learn, right? So um, I think being part of Microsoft is a great place to be during this time period. It's amazing. The smart people that we get to work with on the engineering side and on the legal side and everywhere in between. So this is part of that learning and growing. And to be really agile right now, I think is probably the best strategy um, because it's hard to predict the future. I, I don't think we've ever been able to do that. So uh, like, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. Right? But, you know, that's what we just have to keep in mind that the future is a little bit unknown. So like with any law, it, it can't be 100% foolproof. It will need to be tweaked over time as well as um, potentially, you know, other new laws that you'll see more likely in some of the already highly regulated industries, um, such as healthcare, telecom, financial services, things like that. So I think the AI Act is a great start. And certainly, you know, the EU is a big jurisdiction, lots of countries in the EU. So it's a, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. So for you personally, both of you, as somewhat like you're watching this happen, you're seeing AI come about, you're seeing these laws start to be developed. But then you also mentioned that there are going to be tweaks and changes along the way based on how the technology unfolds, the new discoveries that they make, how people react, like things that they haven't even realized yet. Is that what makes this working in law? Is that what makes it exciting to you? Absolutely. This is such an exciting time. If you think about any new industry or any new technology, you know, the, the birth of the internet, uh, nobody could have predicted what it is today back when it first started. So to some extent, you know, we all as people who use this technology will drive some of what will ultimately be the new laws and regulations. So regulators are usually trying to protect Right. And so they don't really know what to protect against until they see some of the potential outcomes. And I think that's in any industry and in any technology, that's been the path. And I think this will take the same path. So what is, does the AI Act mean for the healthcare industry? I know you mentioned Microsoft and Nuance together. How should we be thinking about it as we build new technologies together? Well, I think safety is probably the biggest factor for me. Um, and I, I'm sure for others also. But overall, I think we should embrace it. I think we should test it, utilize it, and think of all the ways that this technology can make our lives better and to help us do our jobs and you know, not be scared of it. I think it's a great technology. And like with anything else, it's a tool for us to, to be more. Ellie, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree, especially um, about the point that we uh, will see a lot of benefits of AI from technology in general in the healthcare sector. And by the way, we are already supplying healthcare providers with amazing tools 
such as Dra Dragon Medical One in Europe, which is very much liked by physicians and appreciated by healthcare companies because we already deliver AI into hospitals, which makes their life much easier to handle patient care or you know to make the life of documentation as a physician much easier so they can focus on the real things. But overall, I have to say something. It is like the AI Act is focusing very much on safety, but we as a company, Nuance, we already had these safety standards even before this regulation was discussed in the public. So I think it's very important to highlight that this regulation wasn't the reason for us to think about safety. This is also like for us as a company, just a commitment we have to our customers and especially in healthcare, just imagine what kind of trust we have from customers. And it's, this trust is also, of course, um, an obligation for us to keep it up and alive. But in general, I think the AI Act is a very comprehensive framework, similar like the GDPR, the European Privacy Regulations. And I would say like, we already had very high standards and uh, because we are committed to safety and trust, but it would be more appreciated if policymakers would have considered to regulate use cases or certain industries rather than having a broader general regulation about AI in general. It sounds cool that we're that we were already doing the right thing to start and it just happened to fit into the AI Act and we're on the right path. So my question about preparing, it sounds like we're we're definitely preparing for it, probably without even realizing it. But how will it affect our product development process going forward? Will it affect it? Or or do we just keep going as we have because we've already kind of built in we built it into our process already? Yeah, that's a great question, Meredith. I think we have great processes and we're now joining a company that also has great processes. We have things that we have to do now as part of our internal company standards. And those standards evolve with us being agile and seeing what is being done externally. So there's sort of this internal external view on how we best manage the development of our products that use AI. I think that's the most exciting part of my day-to-day -day, is to just see all the wonderful, exciting things that are being done within the company and then to look outwardly and say, well, is this something that we need to do more of, less of? Um, and I'm sure we'll all learn so much more as, as we are on the cusp of our MS integration day and getting more closely aligned with our Microsoft colleagues on these different aspects of our daily jobs. Yeah, and I know the AI Act is really geared towards European countries, but I'm wondering, is this something that you see, and I, I'm guessing it is, but th that's going to go more global? We're just starting with Europe. Do you see it coming to the United States? And how do you think that would roll out? I definitely think the U.S. and I would love to see a, you know, overall federal law rather than piecemeal state by state. But, you know, the states are free to enact what they 
believe will be most protective of their citizens. So I don't think we're going to live in a world where there's just one federal law in the U.S. I think there'll be a federal law and then there will be state-specific laws. And like I mentioned earlier, I think there's going to be industry-specific because every industry is so different. You know, financial services is wholly different from healthcare and different from telecom, et cetera. So uh, I think we're going to see similar to privacy and how we've seen the state-based privacy laws and then the federal HIPAA uh, regulation for healthcare or GLBA for financial services. So I, I think we're going to see a similar pattern emerging. And in fact, already starting to emerge, there are several states that have, in fact, already put forth uh, laws that touch on AI. What's so cool to me about this is that I'm sure that like our grandkids, grandkids will look back on this and be like, this is, this is a pivotal time in the world. Like this technology is changing a lot of what's happening. And to be in the position that both of you are in right now to see it develop and evolve and shape, it must be so exciting, like professionally <laughs> to see that. Is that, is that how you feel? And are you excited to see where this goes in the future? Absolutely. Uh, I feel really, really fortunate that I was a baby lawyer when HIPAA became the first nationwide privacy law in the United States. And I have spent my career monitoring and learning and growing with this federal law, as well as then all of the state privacy laws that came on board during the last several decades. So sometimes I have to pinch myself when I think about this next new opportunity to be at the forefront of another new regime, a new legal regime, really. And, uh, you know, helping and seeing that develop. It's very, very exciting. What about you, Allie? I agree. <laughs> I agree. It's the same story with me. I was a baby lawyer, kind of a baby lawyer, when GDPR was entering into force in Europe. And um, and I, I feel like as much excited I was feeling about GDPR and advising on privacy, I feel the same way said it right now about AI, about the AI Act. I think if we look back like 10 years later, we will see that we have so amazing technologies on the market and society will love it. And we were just involved at the very early stage, um, helping our business to continue being successful also under the regime of the AI Act. And, and this makes me really happy every day. You know, it's just like very exciting for as a lawyer um, to work on real life scenarios, technologies that are involving and the regulations are being updated from time to time and to filling that gap between regulation and real life case scenarios. That makes my day every day exciting. That's so great. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I think you're alive at the right time in the world. I mean, you mentioned GDPR, you mentioned privacy, now AI. How do you stay at the forefront of these emergent law cases and, and issues? How do you, I mean, I'm sure that you've seen it in the headlines, but you know, I'm sure there's other things coming, coming up past AI. How do you stay up to date on all that stuff? 
Well, we have a committee in Nuance that looks at and then reports out on new laws and regulations that affect our industries, the industries we serve. Um, But even more exciting is that we are joining a company that has incredible resources in this area, people who are assigned to certain uh, laws and jurisdictions. So at Nuance, we were a smaller legal department, a smaller privacy team. But now we're joining, you know, one of the largest companies in the world and the resources that Microsoft has is just mind boggling. So I am excited to learn a lot from our new colleagues, as well as be able to add value based on my background and experience um, with Nuance and our products here. Great. One last question. So AI tends to be an interesting topic because some people are really excited about it and can't wait to see what happens with it. And then there's other people who are a little freaked out by it. (laughs) They're scared or they're, you know, they can't believe that this is where we're heading. How do you both feel about it yourself? Are you concerned about it? Are you excited? You've seen the capabilities, you you know what it can do. Well, I guess, you know, from my perspective, with anything new, it should be studied and monitored, making sure that we understand how it's being developed, um, who it's serving, the purpose it has in our lives, and always keeping those things in the forefront of our work. I don't think anyone should shy away from it because it's here. It's already here. So you're really going to put blinders on if you take an attitude of let's not do that because it's already here. So let's make sure that we're using it appropriately and that the partners we choose and work with are using it appropriately and making sure that um, we're on top of our game as far as you know safety and, and trust uh, in the development of our products. I feel incredibly excited about AI and I can I can tell you, like personally, as a private citizen, I use technology in my daily life. And I also um, very happy to get new AI technologies that may help me uh, to have a more efficient daily life. But I don't know whether it's appropriate to make an anecdote, you know, when people are talking about risk. I mean, I see opportunity. That's my first idea, my excitement about new chances and opportunities. And I can understand that's a cultural thing where people are coming from it. They think, first of all, about risk. And I think it would be good to give the society more education about the AI technologies that are used right now. Every time we are sitting in a plane, it's an autopilot uh, flying the plane. Of course, there are pilots in the cockpit and overseeing the technology, how it works. But at the end of the day, it is a risk mitigation matter having real pilots in the cockpit, but it's also, we all know, much more safe having the autopilot um, flying the plane and not manually the officers in the cockpit. So I think this is just a metaphor for there is a technology, it makes things much easier, safer, And there is an additional security uh, measure having real humans in the cockpit overseeing uh, the autopilot. And I think this could be the answer to AI as well. And to have a more moderate view on AI to see like that also AI can serve safety 
Imagine in healthcare, if you have additional tools that may remind nurses and physicians to not forget some tools from surgery in the body of a human. This happens in Germany. I don't know, maybe somewhere else as well, all the time that physicians may forget after surgery tools in the body of patients. And imagine you would have like a monitoring system, a visual monitoring system, AI running in a surgery room, reminding the physician, well, you have to take something out. You know, it wouldn't replace the physician. It would be just an additional tool. So I would love to see society to think about this more on a progressive and with an open mind. That's a yeah, great example. Yeah, that is a great <laughs> example, Ellie. I love that. And I mean, I think I can see a future where the use of AI is going to be standard of care. So th- there's going to be a time in our not too distant future where it will be expected that you use AI as a measure or as a backstop to, you know, a potential human error. Yeah, it's not far off. <laughs> it's not far off and it could save lives. Yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah, I appreciate that. Well, this is fascinating. Thank you both so much for being here today. I've learned a lot. I've really enjoyed hearing all about it from your point of view. So thank you so much for joining me today on Think Big. Thank you, Meredith. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you all for listening to this Think Big podcast. If you enjoyed it, be sure to like it and you can add a comment with your thoughts below. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time. Bye.